You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, Sucky Daters? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I am Dean Ungler, recording from a car somewhere in the middle of Nevada. No idea where on my Apple Watch. Uh, Caitlin actually is getting in the car this very second. But don't worry, we will not be moving the entire time. So, uh, Jared, how's it going? Hello. Happy happy Sunday. Happy Sunday? What? You, this guy's losing it. It's Friday. Yeah, but this airs on a Sunday. Get with it, dude. Come uh, on. Fair point. Fair point. I think this is the first time in the history of podcasts that we're recording. One person is recording on an Apple Watch. I feel very proud to be a part of it. This is very yeah, 2021. Uh, this is, futuristic. This is definitely this is definitely history in the making. Hopefully, the audio quality is up to snuff. Caitlin just bought some loud, crinkly Starbucks bags, and she is, like, terrified of crinkling them. Oh, because, I can hear them. Uh, it's good stuff yeah, right there. Yep, yeah, I just... I, I just shot her a look, and I told her that she better take that outside of the car to eat it somewhere else because uh, it's a little too noisy. But we got a great episode for you guys today. Hold on, I got to know. Are you guys staying parked the entire time you're recording? Yeah, well, I don't want to drive and like lose service halfway through the podcast. Oh, That's poor Kaylin. So she just has to so, sit there and listen to you talk? I've encouraged her to like get out, walk around. There's a Walmart down the street. Uh, she could go shopping at the Walmart. I mean, listen, it's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. But this is this is the life we've chosen to live. And so we're going to live it to the best of our ability, I guess. I like it. Um, I, I do like it. We've got a great episode for you guys this week, though. Uh, we want to talk some some hot topics with you guys, some hot goss. Uh, we've got some uh, some great guests this week. And then we'll get to the, the listener emails, just like we normally do. So uh, first things first, Jared, I think we should discuss this. Last week's podcast, we discussed Peter and Kelly's breakup. This week's podcast, we at least have to touch on Claire and Dale's breakup, do we not? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it feels like, uh, do we have to watch out? It feels like there's like this force just breaking bachelor couples up one at a time. I'm I'm like watching over my back right now. I feel bad. There's so many bachelor couples that are breaking up. It's so sad. I mean, the Evan it's and Carly weird. one was the worst for me. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, Evan and Carly broke up. It's definitely the last like month. There's been a lot of negative energy in Bachelor Nation, uh, and the most recent to succumb to it are Claire and Dale. So we talked a little bit about Claire and Dale. I think when they first got together. But what's your impression of everything that's happened? I mean, it feels like Claire was all in and Dale wasn't. <laughs> not to not to make assumptions on things I don't know about. But as being a podcast host, you have to have an opinion, or else it's pretty boring. Yeah. Sure. Dude, like I, uh, I was watching, uh, I was talking to Ashley about it, and I remember that clip. I don't know if you watched Claire's season at all, but they had a kind of like an after the final rose with Dale and Claire, where Claire was like talking about how she wanted babies and she wanted them immediately, 
and they could have kids before they got married and let's just see what happens and you can tell tell that Dale was just internally freaking the f out like he knew that he didn't know what the hell to do that's what the problem was and i just feel like so, i don't know i i i was rooting for Claire and Dale i was wishing that they'd work out cuz i was rooting for Claire like i never met Dale i have really mm-hmm. no investment in Dale but you know knowing Claire she's been on so many seasons She's so ready to settle down. She's so ready to have kids and a family. And that's exactly what she was looking for when she wanted to become the Bachelorette. And to know that it just didn't work out so soon afterwards, I guess is good in one sense because at least like she can wash her hands with it because I don't think Dale's ready to settle down. But in the other hand, it's so sad because here she is, single once again. So what do you think the reason for them breaking up was? Obviously, it's just... Yeah, but what do you think it was? Do you think it was that there was so much pressure on it? I think Dale just wasn't as into it as Claire was. I mean, I have no inside knowledge. I truly do not know. I, I'm talking out of my ass right now. But from seeing you know, how their relationship developed on the show to where they were at after the show to Instagram, it just seemed like Claire was more into it than Dale was. And mm-hmm. I think Dale, I think Dale, not that to say like he was solely in it for the fame, but like, I think Dale just wanted to go on the show and, you know, go on it for a multitude of reasons, just like we all do. Like, Dean, I'm sure you can agree with this. Like, sure, we go on the show to possibly find a partner, but like, we also go on the show because it's a freaking TV show and it's a awesome experience, something that we'll never experience ever again. And, mm-hmm. like, we get to be on TV and we get to, like, maybe gather a following on social media. And it's just, like, more so now than ever. <clears throat> but, like, you just go on the show for so many reasons. I feel like Dale just went on for the experience. And then all of a sudden this girl, you know, this woman Claire fell head over heels for her, madly in love. And I felt I felt like he was always trying to pretend, not pretend, but, like, he was always trying to make it seem he was on the same page as Claire when I just don't mm-hmm. think he was. Granted, what the hell do I know? Right. I've got a couple of things that I want to at least add to that is I find it kind of interesting and ironic in a way that like Dale is, you know, he's like this aspiring host, whatever that means, like whatever he wants to host, I don't know. But now he's kind of like made himself out to be the bad guy. And it's like, who's going to want to have, who's going to want to hire this guy after he, because I mean, I'm only assuming that he's the reason they broke up, right? Like he probably was the one that what made the decision for them. Uh, judging by Claire's Instagram, where she said that I've just was made aware of a mutual statement by both of us. That was that pretty like Dale, messed up. Yeah, it sounds like Dale is the one that kind of took it in his own hands, said we're breaking up. And so it's like, I feel like he's kind of shot his own career in the foot before he even had the chance to get going. Uh, because, you know, now that he's a public figure, like he's going to be scrutinized for all this stuff. And rightfully so, don't get me wrong. Um, and then my, my second thought on that, too, is I don't think there's a problem with going on the show to get like Instagram clout or whatever, you know, like as long as that's not your only uh, uh, main objective. Like I was pretty honest about going on Paradise the second time just to like maintain an Instagram following so I could continue to live the lifestyle that I was living of like traveling and, you know, all that stuff. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I do think it's bad uh, when you go on a show and then you end up getting engaged to someone and then you know, you're still prioritizing like Instagram fame over your uh, engagement. And I think that's really, you know, we're all just kind of um, uh, shooting in the dark here because we don't know exactly what happened. But let's say Dale went on the show to gain like some notoriety. He did that. And then he, if you want to do that, that's fine. But then just don't get engaged at the end of it. So uh, at least just be honest, be honest with your partner. Be like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm still developing feelings for you. I really like you. I don't think I'm where you are at right now, which to Claire was like having kids tomorrow. Um, I think that was probably his downfall. I would assume that he uh, was just not on the same page and was probably nervous to admit that because everything happened so fast. And we like, I get it, dude. Like, you know, especially in this bachelor world, things just happen so freaking fast. And then before you know it, you're like, holy hell. I'm engaged and I I don't know how I feel about this girl. I don't know where I'm at. Is this what I want? You know? And so I get that like things kind of spiral out of control, but at the same time, like you said, you got to just be upfront and honest. Maybe that's what happened. I also just don't, if 
Claire did not have any participation in his uh, rebuttal, his his you know announcement. Dude, right. that's so messed up because I'm I'm reading it right now and it starts off like I wanted to share with you that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways. Fine, totally fine. But then he goes, "We appreciate the love and support. Right. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining. Yeah. We only hope the best for things for the one another. For and it's like, bro, you cannot say that if yeah. Claire was not involved in this statement." I, I, the last part too is really what what stuck with me when he says we really hope the best for each other. When he's he, like, of course he hopes the best for Claire, but he's basically saying Claire hopes the best for me too. It's just <laughs> like it, it's a little like narcissistic, I think. It, it's funny too to think about their situation in a weird way is like a watered down version of yours and Ashley's situation, right? Like guy and girl go on TV show. Girl really wants guy. Guy doesn't maybe necessarily want her at first. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's like a it's like a different version, obviously, but it's it's somewhat similar. See, I think say? it's more similar to your relationship because you went on Paradise, you guys had a relationship. Caitlin wanted to pursue that relationship. You didn't. You left, and then you because uh, maybe it's not similar. I don't think it's actually similar to either one of our relationships. Now, like I'm thinking out think, loud here. I think the only similarities we can draw between the three situations is that the guys are assholes. Oh, obviously. <laughs> guys are always the assholes we we know this from think, our right. three years of doing this I podcast think, i think you can draw that similar similarity across most relationships but not to say you know women are absolved from being jerks no they're not perfect Caitlin just looked Caitlin just looked at me nodded her head and said yeah i'm a real big jerk sometimes <laughs> i wonder if ashley Anyways, yeah that. ashley can you be a jerk sometimes no can you me? yeah 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 she said yeah see we're all in the wrong yeah. sometimes <laughs> Kaylin, Kaylin, can you be a jerk sometime? Never. Oh, she says never. Unbelievable. I actually kind of um, believe that. She's so sweet and innocent. Like, I can't see. Oh. Has Kaylin ever been, like, angry? Uh, Yes, she has been angry very, very, very often. She's angry right now, actually, as a matter of fact. So uh, maybe we should move on to another topic before she <laughs> lashes out and does something. I'm scared. Uh, I think uh, to end that topic, <laughs> just to say, I of course, we're wishing the, mo- the best for Claire. And I'm wishing the best for Dale, too. Like, I don't know. There's all these rumors that he cheated on her. Uh, and then, but then like somebody are saying, no, that's just her, his friend. And they've been friends for a while. And like, I have friends that are girls, too. So like. I kind of get that. I, I don't know what the truth is, but uh, more importantly, I just hope the best for Claire. Uh, obviously, we both have. Have you ever met Claire? I'm. Uh, yeah, I was on Bachelor Winter Games with her. That's right. So we both are friends with Claire, um, and we just know. Like, I know how ready she is to find a guy, and I was really hoping it was Dale, even though you know there were certain red flags thrown up in the beginning, but didn't work out. So just wishing the best for Claire. Uh, and Dale too. Wish, like, I don't want to hate on Dale. Definitely so. wishing the best for Claire, but that's where that's where we differ. I'm not wishing the best for Dale. He needs to, <laughs> he needs to, he needs to learn the error of his ways. Yeah. All right. I can agree with that. If 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 what we're spewing is true, like yeah, he needs some, you know, some uh, sense of learning throughout this thing. But also yeah. at the same time, I don't want the dude to like be crying every night by himself. That would be sad. Um. I don't think he's crying. That's. I think that's also another reason. Like I haven't seen much, but I have seen like like sometimes on my for you page, things pop up, and he's like smiling, talking to TMZ, and you're like, bro, this, like that's not cool. Oh, and uh, he like didn't walk away either. He like he pulled his mask down and kind of walked with them, and it was yeah. like, bro, don't like it's just not a good look for you, man. Just walk away. Go. Don't say anything. Just say I wish the best for Claire, and then like you know, move on. And that's what that's why I'm saying he shoot himself in the foot. He just keeps shooting himself in the foot. And like I, I mean, he hasn't like been, he hasn't like uh, I don't know I don't know. Maybe we should just move on. But yeah, I, I agree. Like you, you definitely want the best for both of them. Like hopefully he realizes the mistakes he's made. If he's made mistakes, I'm sure Claire made mistakes too. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you just want the best for both of them. But well, I do have a question for you, Dean. Yeah. Have you and Kalen watched Bridgerton? Bridgerton, no, but I keep hearing about it. Oh, okay. I was hoping you guys watch it. Ashley watched it. Kaylin just Kaylin just silently clenched her fist and said, "Oh, it's so good." Have you watched it? Oh, yeah, she did watch it without me once. I remember she was like un- unpacking the house and cleaning things, and while she was doing that, she was packing, and then she came in and raved about how good it was. Well, there was an in-style article about Drew Barrymore who said that Bridgerton inspired her to get back on dating apps, which is quite interesting because from what I've seen from the show, 
it's a little risque to say the least. I don't know if Caitlin can speak upon that, but it seems like uh like porn for women. That's how Ashley described it to me. I'm not describing it like that. That's the way Ashley, my wife, who has watched the show, told me it was. Sounds like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. That's why I, I don't know. It looks like it. It's just like this one dude who's like smoking hot and it looks like he's just sleeping with, I don't know if it's one woman, multiple women. I don't know the show all that well, but like, I don't know. Apparently it inspired Drew Burr and we'll get back on dating apps. So if you're out there and you're on a, you know, you're a dating app. Uh, what what app do you think Drew Barrymore is on? Oh, definitely. What the, What is that one? Um, Raya? Raya. Oh, yeah. A hundred times. You don't think she's on like Bumble or something? I mean, if Drew Barrymore is on Bumble, huh? What show? Bridgerton. Um, it's Ashley's like, poking her head in, of course. Talking, what do you mean it's a whole bunch of girls trying to get one guy? No, is it one? All right, I don't know the show concept. Is it, it I just know that really good looking guy. Yeah. And is it, is it, he, does he just sleep with one woman? Yes. Oh, that's okay. That's why it's so great. Uh, okay, but yeah. it's very risque. Mm, Am I wrong? Yeah. In the bounds of marriage between the They're two married? of them. They're married? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They didn't do anything until they were married. They didn't do anything until they married, yeah. and then they have like S and M. Exactly, not S and M at all. How is it not S and M? Jared, it's not that. It's not man pornography. From what I've this seen, this is what we're talking about. This is the difference because one, they're very in love, and two, it's like romantic sex. It's not like bounded. It's like she's in a, like an empire waisted dress in the corset. I don't know. And there's I like guess a I fireplace could... burning in the background. Stone oh, yeah. fireplace. It is definitely girl stuff. So that's what you want? You want a stone fireplace in the background while you're wearing a corset? Exactly. Well, I don't know if we can. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think you don't even mind that. You'd like that. Not that. You'd like a corset in a fireplace. A corset in a fireplace? Yeah. What is a corset? Do you know what a corset is, Dean? Yeah, of course. It's the thing that gives the women the hourglass figure. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, okay. I know what that is. Yeah, Yeah. okay. All right, yeah, no, I like that. All right. Maybe I can get down with this show. It's so nice that we just had a glimpse into a regular conversation with Ashley and Jared. Yeah, this is a daily thing for us. It's very nice. Uh, <laughs> I, Drew Barrymore is definitely not on Bumble. She's uh, definitely on Raya. Yeah, I think that. I think the article said that she's on Raya. Why would Drew Barrymore I guess be on a dating app, though? Come on now. Is she going to meet? Yeah, I mean. Maybe she just wants to meet like a regular guy. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Well, what kind I of life say, does Drew Barrymore live? I don't know. Honestly, ever since uh, Fifty First Dates, I have no idea what Drew Barrymore has has done. Uh, she's done. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Actually, what the hell has Drew Barrymore done recently? I don't know. But more importantly, uh, I hope she finds a guy. And then maybe she does want like uh, just like uh, you know a construction worker. Like who knows? Nothing wrong with that. Zach Efron. Did you hear his story? Our boy Zach Efron. No. He's dating mm-hmm. uh, a, a uh, waitress that he met while eat, while out to dinner one day. Wow. I think. I think that's the story. I'm also paraphrasing. I mean, that's, that's great for the waitress to be able to like see Zach, Zach Efron come in, wait on him, and then end up dating him. That's pretty great. What about uh, – there's also some some topical news. Uh, Anna de Armas and uh, Ben Affleck have recently split. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know my love for Ben Affleck. I just feel like a kinship with that human being. Like, he's a Boston boy, he's a Red Sox fan, Pats fan, he's friends with Tom Brady. He defended Tom Brady to no end throughout the Flategate. He was Batman. Like, this guy, he just, like, speaks to me. He was a bad Batman, but you know my take on superhero movies. Get out of here. He was such a good Batman. After Christian Bale, there's just no comparison, in my opinion, but... Well, anyway, we agree to disagree. But one time I posted uh, uh, a clip of Ben Affleck on ESPN where he's talking about Tom Brady. And uh, I he talks about how Tom Brady's God. It's very funny. So I posted it and I tagged him in it and he liked it on Instagram. Now, granted, does Ben Affleck run his own Instagram account? Probably not. But as you can see right there, there it is. I didn't even I didn't even think he had an Instagram account because I was creeping on uh, Anna de Armas's to see like how the split went on the Instagram for them. And uh, he wasn't tagged in anything, so I was even surprised. He surprised probably he doesn't one. run his own Instagram. He probably just has it for like promotional reasons because he has like four million followers. So like, if he's doing a new movie or something like that, he'll just post it on there and get free marketing. Uh, ben Affleck has to have more than four million followers on Instagram. He has four point four. He doesn't use it. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I also think, listen. Uh, I mean, it's sad. I hope Ben's. I, I want Ben to be happy. Like I said, I feel for. In- certain kinship i'm pretty sure that like him and i would be best friends if we met in real life but point is <clears throat> i think him and jennifer gardner i just really want them to get back together like 
that's one of those couples that you're like, I get it. I'm just rooting for them, but it doesn't matter because I want them to be happy. And if they're happier without each other, then I get it. But like him and Jennifer Gardner are just a great couple. They have kids together. They seem so happy. They're, I just, I want them to be together, you know? And then he even said one time his greatest regret was getting a divorce from Jennifer Gardner. So sweet. Yeah. Do you ever hear the story he told about how uh, one time he was late to his kid's birthday party and he like his um, his agent forgot gifts for the kids. And he was like, so here I am like a divorced dad going to a birthday party uh, without the gifts like and I have to tell them. And so apparently and then he told a story a week before he was filming or doing something with Adam Driver, who's obviously Kylo Ren in Star Wars and Adam Driver sent gifts to the house on his, on like on his behalf saying like oh i met your dad wanted to give you some stuff and he gave him like he gave the kid a lightsaber and like a you know a kylo ren doll and ben affleck starts like tearing up while he tells his story because he felt like adam driver saved the day because he made ben affleck the cool dad that day even though his you know assistant forgot the gifts it was like such a cool story so i'm always rooting for that guy and i really want him and jennifer garden to get back together do you want to know who i think anade armas would be really good with who uh, my, one of my best friends, Jackson Chofembri. So, Anade Armas, if you're listening to this, uh, Jackson's a really nice guy. He's got a normal job. He's really kind, really thoughtful. Just give it a chance. Maybe okay. Well, the idea. Let's get. How old is he? Jackson is 32. Okay, so he's 32. Anna, or Anna. Is it Anna or Anna? I think it's Anna. Anna de Armas, and and she used to live in Venice. You know, he's a big Venice guy. They mm. actually have. Uh, they they crossed paths a couple times at the coffee shops over there. So, Anade Armas, if you're listening to this. Uh, Feel free to reach out to anyone that works in this podcast. I'll get the information over to you. And, you know, just just uh, just consider it as a possibility. Don't, you know, no pressure or anything, though. Yeah, uh, have her people my, get in touch with our people, and then we'll get our people right. in touch with your boy. Uh, I want to tell you guys about the people that we're having on as our guests coming up, too. It's going to be a great segment. Uh, we have Kim and Kevin from Bling Empire, which is a reality TV show on Netflix. Um, we're going to talk to them about what's going on with their lives, their interesting um, romantic entanglement, if you will. Uh, but we're going to get to that just after this quick break. So stay tuned for that. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. 
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease hey welcome back to help i suck at dating uh i am in my wife's glam room dean of course is in his car with caitlin poor caitlin still listening uh we have two wonderful guests coming up from the brand new show on netflix bling empire which the first season just dropped january 15th so you can go watch it right now we have kim lee and kevin Kreider. kevin and kim first of all how are you and thank you so much for joining the podcast Good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Of course. So uh, you guys are both in LA right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Bling Empire. So Kim, I'll start with you. How did you get involved in Bling Empire and what made you want to do it? Um, uh, long story short, uh, back in 2017, um, when Crazy Rich Asians movie came out, um, before that, I'm sorry, before Crazy Rich Asians movie came out, John M. Chu, the director, actually sent me um, a script to read. And I thought at that time, like, what is this, an all Asian cast? So I was on tour and I, I literally just filmed it in my hotel room. I didn't put, I put zero effort into this. And next thing you know, this movie blows up. It, it was basically like our Black Panther for Asians. And I've <laughs> never regretted anything about that ever. But because of that, um, you know, Bravo Network reached out to me like a year later and um, they're like, hey, our, we want to do an all Asian reality show. And they asked me to go look for other Asian cast members. And I was like, well, that's not my job. I'll do this for you guys. So um, yeah, if you pay me, I'll do it. So, yeah, it's so crazy. I literally went on my Instagram and I came across Kane's page and I was like, who is this guy? He lives such a lavish lifestyle. So I told Bravo, you guys need to get this guy. So they're like, won't you DM him? I'm like, okay, I'll find I'll DM him. And then next thing you know, Kane was like, don't sign anything. You need to meet our people. So that very same night, I went to the Hollywood Hills, met Jeff Jenkins. And he was like, Kim, you are a missing piece. And here we are. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. How about you, Kev? <laughs> uh, my story is a little bit different. I was in Philadelphia. I was looking for a new place in my life. My rent was up and uh, my lease was up. And then I was doing a lot of videos on Asian masculinity and on TED Talks and Huffington Post and what it was like to be like a model as an Asian guy and, and, and dating actually an Asian as an Asian guy. And that really took off. And Kelly, Kelly was uh, at the time, I didn't know she was a producer of anything. And she's just like, you should come to L.A. Like things are better. Crazy Rich Asians exploded. You're now like desired and sought after. And I was like, are you sure? And then I went out and visited her and I, I met her and I met Kane right away. Uh, met the rest of everybody else. And they just said, hey, you should be you should be in a show with this. And I, I just said to them, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not rich at all. You do know that. I'm, I don't want to like devalue your show. And they're like, well, it's thinking about going a different angle. And I think you gotta, you get along with them. Why don't you just come along and just see what happens? And I was like, I can do that. 
as long as you don't make me like pay for anything, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how it went down. It's it's funny that you guys mentioned that because I kind of when I when I watched like the teaser or the sizzle or whatever you want to call it, um, I, the first thing that came to my mind was Crazy Rich Asians in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that's kind of like the angle. Um, Kim, you said that they talked to you about that movie. Where was it? So you like it did audition for a role or like the role that yeah, Constant Wu played? Actually, or you know what's funny, I think it was Constant Wu. It was like a it's actually a role, a legit role. Yeah. And, Again, I mean, at that time, I mean, hearing an all Asian cast, I thought it was going to be something cheesy. Oh, that's not going to blow up. And like, what the hell? That really blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I was really shocked. It took me like a couple months to to, like kind of get over it. And I was like, okay, I got to support it. I mean, it is a hit. So. And this is the first time I got asked to be on an all Asian reality. It was like 10 years ago. It's like called Mm. K-Town or whatever. Uh, really? Yeah, I got like, asked. Sure. <laughs> no, I got asked to be on that, and I was flying out to Asia to do modeling and stuff, and uh, it was actually a tough choice because I wanted to be on it. So I actually thought I missed that opportunity, but then it came out and I didn't miss it. It actually saved me because there's no <laughs> way I would be on this show sure. if I would have taken that one. And uh, so when they asked me to be on it, I was like, "This is right up my alley. Like, I'm all about." Asian representation and like a new way that Asian guys can be seen in the media and television. And sure. it started happening in movies. So I thought, well, let's start this in reality. Right. Well, and Kevin, you're kind of, you're like, you're like the sex symbol too, of, at least of, of Bling Empire. For Do you certainly. hear that, Kim? I'm the sex the, symbol, the not sec- you. Let me, let me rephrase that, the male sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. No, 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 now you're trying to make that. Okay, Kim, you heard that. <laughs> I was the sex symbol. And, well, and, but you make a good point. That's interesting because, like you said, you did a lot of the, like those TEDx talks and, and you were talking to Huffington and all that about um, masculine. Tell me the lingo. because Redefining. Redefining. male masculinity. Yep. Right, right. So that kind of it's great because it allows you to do it in like an like an authentic and organic way through Bling Empire. Totally. Like I didn't have to pretend to be anybody else but myself, which is awesome. Like I didn't have to like learn a new language or play the nerdy, insecure, and like intimidated by everything that's so stereotypical, right? Yeah. I mean, I even see uh, some of the shows out there where they just do martial arts all the time, and I don't know martial arts at all, so that kind of limited my roles for anything. Uh, but so, yeah, I think um, it was an honor to actually portray that as well, alongside with Kim. Did yeah. either one of you have any trepidations going into it and realizing like, holy crap, we're going to we're going to put our dating life on display for everyone to see? Not for me. I was like, dude, my life sucks already. Like, it can't get worse. <laughs> my dating life sucks already. My career like i'm not modeling much anymore like it can't get worse than this well i think uh it's gonna get a lot better for you then it's funny as much as like i'm like all on social media and i'm like a public figure whatever whatever you want to call it but um i'm actually kind of private so i did have like mixed emotions you know getting into this reality show i'm like damn I, i'm really gonna open up to the world about my dating life and all that do i really want to do that you know it's a big deal but definitely is a big I deal. got over it and uh, <laughs> no, it is no you're right though because like you said you're a super successful dj you're a public figure people know you on social media but like going on this show people are going to see you in a different light that they never seen before and you're gonna have to really open up and i remember when you know oh, yeah, of course. yeah it's crazy i remember going on the bachelorette and like it was much different because i was i was much more like kevin where i'm like i just I'm a nobody, and so like whatever happens happens. But whoa, whoa, you... whoa! Kevin wasn't a nobody, okay? Let's, not. Let's, I don't mean. Not, I, I don't mean Kevin ourselves. was a nobody. I meant I was a nobody, not Kevin. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Me as a nobody. Kevin's a very big deal with great abs. Okay. I I had no abs going on the show. You look like you have abs now, though. Oh, much appreciated. Yeah, show us your abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to show off my. It's really just a belly. Come as on, my wife on. is it's, walking it's, into the room, she can attest. It's just like this. Come oh, on. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this guy. Good God. D- don't do that when my wife's in the room, all right? She's going to. No, no, bring her over. Bring her over. <laughs> no, 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 no. You stay away. Stay far away. <laughs> um, oh, there it is. There they are again. Um, Kim's very unimpressed. She's seen it too much. <laughs> like, oh, I've been there before. <laughs> well, speaking of you and Kim, you guys uh, had uh, – now, I haven't had it, I haven't been able to watch the show yet. Uh, but I heard that you two have a little bit of uh, sparks flying between you. 
Uh, so I guess my question is, why are you guys not zooming in the same room? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a good start, right? We're zooming in the same room here. <laughs> are you guys in the same room? Just different cameras? Oh. oh. Well, you know what it is for me? Uh, I don't know about Kim. Um, Kim, they asked, like, if why we didn't pursue anything. Like, I think, first of all, Kim was caught in a really weird time, right? Like, you, you, she just found out the news about her father. It's kind of like, to me, if I was to make a move or try to pick somebody up at a funeral home, it's creepy to yeah. make a real good romantic comedy, but, like, this is, like, real life. Like, I don't want to try to do anything with somebody who I'm friends with um, in that period because I also learned from Kelly's situation. She was, like, in a really weird time. Nobody died or anything, but it was, like, she's in a very vulnerable position and i just didn't want to do something like that that's all did you guys feel any pressure from like the fans or the audience uh once that became like a possibility or like got put into people's heads did you feel pressure from them to like try to make a relationship work at all or because because i guess as far as i understand it at least when you you filmed the entire show before any of it aired right so i understand a lot of that must have been watered under the bridge at that point but was there ever, ever any like reconsiderations or anything like that yeah, can um, you have any reconsiderations? <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what's funny? Like, I guess like Kevin and I do have chemistry, but I didn't realize that we do until I had to go back and watch the whole show. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, do we <laughs> really have chemistry like that? Because to me, like, it's just natural with me and Kevin, you know? Maybe, maybe he flirts with me, maybe I flirt with him, but I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Me. You guys are making me feel. I don't know. I'm blushing right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we can cut the sexual tension with a knife. I know. Just, just, uh, just if you want, Dean call. and I can hang up. We can give you guys a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's definitely like I, I definitely know I felt something, especially during the finale, uh, when we were talking. It really made me kind of, I, I, I showed like I think a different side of me. It wasn't super flirtatious over the edge or something well that i would do with kelly it was like more i think deeper but like i don't know i think we caught more of what people were talking about later as we before the show even aired like i think for me during the time when because we talk we definitely talk and stuff so i think there's a different relationship we have when we first went into shooting and and doing everything I, and honestly i I got to admit, I guess because of what Kevin went through with, you know, trying and finding his family and my my situation with my dad, I think it made me feel closer to him. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I can actually talk to somebody about this. And for him to go out of his, to, sorry, for him to go out of his way to go look for my bi biological father, I guess it made me look at him differently, you know? Well, and let's be honest with ourselves. If you guys had kids, they would be the most attractive kids, I think. They really would be. To grace the face of the earth. Uh, you uh, might have to do okay, it just I mean, to better human society. <laughs> if we did have kids and they weren't attractive, I'd be like, Tim, this is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kevin, you said, it, you said in an interview that there were things that attracted you to Kim, but there were some odd things that, that didn't attract you to her. Something like that, right? What was that about? Some odd things about Kim. I don't know. I think it's like her mixture of kind of hoodish type of thing, but you're from Malibu. <laughs> so it's like really confusing <laughs> me. I'm like, which one are you? Am I going to like get sla bitch slapped or am I going to, are you going to love me? You know, it's like, which one is it? I can back you up if you get into a fight. You want me to be the girl to run away? When am I going to get into a fight? Plus, no, I don't want you to fight. I don't want you to ruin this. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just a yeah, strong I just have a strong personality and I don't think Kevin's used to that. Well, Kim, what are some did odd things that Kevin does? Mom? Sorry, did you hang out with my mom? She's got a strong personality. Well maybe that's why your mom likes me. Like she knows what's up. Like she saw me, she's like, me and his mom get along so well. It's just one of those yeah. like you see out of eye right away. I mean it seems just, like we need a season two of Bling Empire already just to see where this relationship goes. I need more of this. I'm down for this. <laughs> So, Kim, he wanted to ask you, what do you like about me? Yeah. I well, I was going to say, what are some of the odd things about Kevin? Oh, what, no. are, what are some of the things that you like about Kevin, too? 
Hold on, my wife's speaking in. What's up? Bling Empire. I was so excited to watch that. Yeah, we did. I saw the preview the other day. It looks so good. This is my wife. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, he's taking his shirt off. <laughs> Kevin's taking his shirt off. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was like number five on on uh, Netflix. And I was like, no, that looks like a show I can get into. Well, we'll have to bitch yeah. it together. Okay, we'll, we'll say hello right, to Kim bye, and Kevin. Bye. So nice meeting you guys. God. Very cute couple. Uh, well, you'll have to watch and find out. <laughs> oh god anyway we're back to the back to the podcast here kim what are some of the things that you like about kevin and what are some of the odd things that he does really gonna go there okay. oh yeah we got we have to yeah absolutely okay, fine. I mean, <laughs> um i love how fun kevin is and he's a very sweet caring guy he's um not that smart but it's cute you know what i mean like <laughs> i think he's really funny he has a great personality and obviously he's good looking um the thing that turns me off is like i feel like he gets he comes up a little desperate sometimes with females you know what i mean like mm. i'm like calm down like and i don't know i don't know maybe this show would change him though who knows but he comes off a little desperate sometimes, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, he literally got- he gives every he gives attention to every single female that gives Not attention. Every now like, I, I need my guy. I need my guy to be a little bougie. Like I'm too good for you. Like you know, like I know I look good, but you can't have this. You know, but Kevin, hard to get every thing. Female that, that gives him attention. He's like, she's hot. I'm like, she's not hot. Bro, you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I don't say she's hot for everybody. You said she's hot. No, not to everybody. Just the one. It seems like that because I show you the ones normally. And I show Kane the ones. But it's like, for me, you got to understand, I had no options. I have plenty of options now. I can do that. So (laughs) if you want that now, I'll I'll do that. That's what Los Angeles does to you, I feel like. Yeah. But I would say. she. Los Angeles turns into that. Like a man whore. I'm, no, I'm not saying necessarily a man whore, but let's say you move from, I don't know, Philadelphia to Los Angeles, you start seeing a lot more beautiful people on a regular basis. That's what I'm basis. saying. There's a lot I of sparkly agree. things in, in L.A. Yeah. Okay, I get it. See, Kim Kim was born and raised here, so she's numb to it. I'm from Philly, where it's you don't see all of this all the time. So, of course, the right. cast is beautiful. Like, I'm going to flirt with a lot of people, even the married I, ones. Oh, well, I, I heard about my, that. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, speaking from experience, my I grew up in a very small town in the mountains in Colorado. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, whoa, I didn't even know this many beautiful people existed. It was like sensory overload at that point, you know? So I definitely, I can understand where you're coming from. I'm sure it's the same for Jared, who is from uh, Rhode Island, which is, I, I think, barely even a state at this point. Oh, it's um, it's like a big city. Yeah. Right. Town. Right. A big city. Exactly. So, I mean, I understand where Kevin's coming from. We can't be too critical of him there. But, I, okay, so question for you guys. Uh, living the lifestyles that you live. And I know, Kevin, you said, uh, you know, you are kind of like newer to this whole lifestyle, but not necessarily dating each other, but just dating in general. How do you, do you consider it difficult? Is it like, is it hard to meet people? And then when you meet those people, is it hard to like stay interested or like, just what is, what is dating in general like for you guys now? I find it really difficult actually here in Los Angeles. Like it's not because you can't meet people. It's just that you can't kind of share the same values and same path and be able to openly communicate with each other or I'm too honest. And so people don't really know how to like handle that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like all these girls ask questions and like, Hey, do you mind if I like cancel on you tonight? Like one hour before. And I'm like, no, I don't like that. Like peace. And then they're like, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, well, it's because every guy probably just bends over backwards for you. Like I'm not doing that. You know, and so my time's valuable. So respect my time, just mm-hmm. like I'm respecting your time. And I just find a lot of people here don't respect your time. Um, I think that's actually one thing that I, I really like about Kim. She respects people's time. So uh, anytime like we talk or hang out or have hung out, she's always on time, which is shocking because really she's busy. She has a lot she could do. And like, she still shows up. So I hear all these like girls from LA and they're like, oh, I'm busy. I was like, you're not busy. You're, you're either really bad at time management, which I want nothing to do with because mm-hmm. it's going to bleed into my life or you're just not interested. Be honest. And I'm okay with either one, but just be honest with me. Like, I'm just not that interested. Like I'll schedule you in when you, I'm free, you know? That was a great answer. What about you, Kim? Dating has been very yeah. tough for me. 
believe it or not. Um, oh, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> because I have, maybe I have high expectations. Um, yep. <laughs> you're going to answer for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he's just affirming yeah. everything you're saying. Yeah, he's backing you I up. I have trust issues. I'm working on it. I, I'm, you know, I, what you guys, I don't know. You guys probably going to be like, this is really strange to a lot of people, but when I meet a person, the first thing I do is going on, I go on the Instagram, I look at who they follow. And if I see a guy that's trying to hit on me, and if you're following like a thousand females, that's an automatic turnoff for me. And Red I just flag. get turned off. And it seems like kind of a normal guy that's uh, hardworking, that's not all up on Instagram. Because I use Instagram differently because I'm a public figure. But I'm not going in there sliding into every dude's DMs like, hey, what's up? Showing him my, you know? So I use it differently. So I feel like it's, it, it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. It's funny. It's, it's one of our... Uh constant questions that we get from our listeners is like wondering if the guy that they like is like liking a bunch of other girls pictures on Instagram. And I think Jared and I always kind of say the same thing. It's like, if guys are doing that, like, let's say they follow a bunch of, you know, like, uh, like, like Insta model, whatever. Yeah. Like um, ass Instagram, models on Instagram, all the, thir- you know? all, the, all the thirst traps, then they're probably sending you a lot of the same messages to a lot of other people rather than just you. I had a guy literally was like, Oh, you're so wifey. Like you're my wife. You're my type. Um, what am I going to see you? And he's like, I'm a good guy. And I literally go on his Instagram. He likes every single damn photo. He sends the same emoji. He sends on my page. I'm like, no, I'm very smart. We, I could work for the FBI if I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got that. I see everything. Yeah, so after Bling Empire Season 1, you just go and work for the FBI, and we'll be good to go. I like that. Um, no, I'm so a natural crew, huh? Guys, if you guys ever need help to investigate about anybody, I'm the person. I'm just like, really you. is. I showed her, like, one person. Actually, I didn't even show her. I just said, hey, look. There's this new person that I'm like kind of crushing on. And uh, I just said like, oh, she's Colombian. All of a sudden, in two minutes, she's telling me, oh, these are the guys she follows. Oh, this is what she's really into. I was like, how do you even know what it is? And then I was like, I don't even believe you because I didn't even give you a name or anything. And then she said the username and I was like, oh, how did you know? (laughs) Damn, that's good. I give you all the credit in the world. Maybe you Uh, should work for the FBI. Uh, well kim and kevin thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it uh everybody listening please obviously you probably already watched it by now but go watch season one of bling empire which is now on netflix and of course follow kim and kevin on instagram kim lee and kevin Kreider. thank you so much you guys were awesome thanks guys bye yeah thanks guys for joining us good luck with everything thank you thank you uh do you guys want to do some emails maybe we'll take a quick break and jump into some emails with uh our listeners sounds good sweet stay tuned true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and well watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight and honestly the answer is yes Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to 
a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, everyone, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And as we always do over here at your favorite podcast, we're going to wrap up with some listener emails. And if you're listening to this and you've got some questions for us yourself, be sure to email us. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Send them over. We'll answer them uh, at least our best to answer them. But we got Mark, our trusty Mark, to read them for us. So let's get to it. All right. So this first one is specifically for Dean and Kaylin. So it's good that she is near you so she can weigh in on this. What are the odds? And also, uh, I'm going to read it in three parts because it's three separate questions. Here's the first part from Molly. My boyfriend was injured a few months ago, and since then we have not been very sexually intimate. Dean has talked about how the physical intimacy aspect of his relationship took a hit after his injury, and I'm looking for advice on how to get over that. Has he gotten to the same place he was in before his injury? Did he and Caitlin have conversations about it? How do I communicate this to my boyfriend without making him feel bad? Hmm, that is a good question. Well, I guess it really depends on what he injured, because like my hip is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty important component to uh, that process, if you will, or that, uh, that uh, romantic development. Uh, so it took me a lot of time to kind of like get back. This is kind of an awkward conversation to have with, with, uh, with Kaylin sitting right next to me. It took me a little bit of time to get back to it. And it's still, it's taken me a little bit of time to like fully get back into the swing of things. But I think, uh, I think it's a combination of like also being in COVID and all these things. I've been lazy on my physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. But I think it probably uh, hurt our relationship a little bit, right? What do you think? I mean, I don't know. It is a very awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard too because I know that he's healing, and a hip is a huge thing, and fracturing your hip. So you want to be sensitive to that, and you want to be respectful, and just like I don't want you to be in pain. So it's kind of it just takes time. Yeah, maybe um, maybe you could do some things that don't require him to move a whole lot. <laughs> if you, if, you catch, if you catch my drift, Kaylin, maybe take that advice yourself too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I would say just do some things that he would like that don't require him to move a whole lot. But is it is it his desire is gone too, as well as his physical abilities? Because it sounds like the desire is not there as well. I think, well, for me at least, when I was injured, especially over the first few, like, three or four months my like 
my motivation was really down. I was like kind of depressed because I wasn't able to do a lot of things. And I think those things have a pretty significant tie to your sex drive. And so I'm sure a sex drive is diminished because of it. Um, so like definitely take that into consideration. A big thing for me and for my sex drive, uh, again, as awkward as this is to have a conversation with, but communication, like like Molly asked, is incredibly important. So it's, it's you know, it's always good to have these conversations. Um, my sex drive is also linked pretty firmly to like my, well, A, like the adventuring that I'm doing, like if I'm fulfilled in my adventures and B, like if I'm feeling uh, physically fit, like I've been really out of shape, especially since my injury. And I feel like I'm packing on the pounds around like the middle area, you know, like the gut and all that stuff. And so like I feel a little bit of uh, body insecurity and that's kind of reduced my sex drive a little bit, too. So I think there's a lot of things that an injury will have an impact on. Um, and I think a lot of those things also impact your sex drive pretty significantly. So it's like uh, it's always important to have the conversations about it. But uh, it's probably stuff that'll fix itself once he starts healing more significantly. I say we title this podcast Dean's Sex Drive. Yeah. Make that the headline. Or like they're up in quotation or in uh, parentheses. Dean's Sex Drive. Got it. Yeah. Well, while Molly has you here, she has a few more questions for Dean. She says, I've always wondered whether or not you went into paradise knowing you wanted to take Kaylin on the date or if you only decided after your conversation. What was it about her that made you choose her? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before or maybe with Kaylin privately at some point, but I'll share it here anyways. So yeah, the, the typical like format for when you arrive into paradise is you probably pull like three or four people aside, have a conversation with them, uh, you know, see who you might hit it off with more than the rest of them. And then you go on later, like, you know, five, 10 minutes later, ask them on a date. Uh, and I remember I went down to the beach the first time, uh, pulled a couple people aside. Uh, and then I remember like talking to one of my producer friends. He was like, okay, well, like, who are you going to take on a date now? And I remember, I remember telling him, I was like, I don't want to take any of them on a date. Not because there was like bad conversation or anything, but because they were all partying quite a lot before I got there. And so they were all like, you know, drunk. And I was like dead sober as I was the entire uh, time on the, on the beach that time. And I was like, this is just like, it seems like a mess. Like, I don't want to pull any of them away. I don't want them to like, you know, stop partying. Uh, and then my, the producer that I was talking to was like, oh, well, like, you should take Kaylin, like you guys obviously hit it off. Uh, and I think that that would be a good date to take her on. And like, obviously we had, uh, you know, our DMs uh, that we, she slid into the DMs and we had like a little like minor conversations before even going there. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay. Like she's obviously the one that I got along the best with. Uh, I think she'll uh, be okay with going on the date too. Cause it's funny. Like when I was going the first time in paradise, or even in winter games, it's like, I almost didn't want to go on the dates because it was more fun to like, just hang out at the beach or hang out at the house with your friends. And so, uh, I was a little, uh, I was a little timid about doing that, but yeah, I think that answered the question, right? I think so. And she also is wondering what happened with you and Brie. Oh, she actually Brie. asks if she, if Brie had been in paradise when you got there, would you have taken her on the date? Yeah. Well, this is an, another awkward question. Or conversation <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean Bree and i like dated for a few months before paradise or anything like that and i mean it, it just as as young relationships do they fall apart for one reason or another there's no real reason as to why it just you know i think that was the that was kind of the phase of my life too where i was like i had to move everything into a van i want to be untethered and you know i want to be able to like roam as freely as i possibly could um and then, yeah, I think the day that I left Paradise with Kaylin was the same day that Brie came down to the beach. So there wasn't any, like, overlap, which, in all honesty, probably was a good thing because it saved any, like, awkwardness from unraveling, uh, at least on my part and Kaylin's part, I'm sure. So, uh, I mean, I don't think I would have taken Brie on a date because we had already been on a date at that point. And I kind of, you know, I think we both would have known what we were, were in store for. And I think both of us probably would have avoided that, so. All right. Thank you. Very thorough answers to Molly's very invasive questions. Uh, yeah. This is from Jane. Jane says, I got married two months ago after dating for two years. My mother and I are very close, but over the past few years, I noticed her being more and more of a helicopter parent. Now that I'm married, I thought she would let me be a wife and enjoy newlywed life, but that is not the case. She's been inserting herself in all of our decisions. I only talk to her. I don't share with my husband what she says, but we're talking budgeting, jobs, lifestyle, furniture in our house, kids, etc. 
I realize that she means well, but my question is how to deal with parents' opinions, how to set those boundaries, as I've never been able to have boundaries with her because of guilt. I am an only child, and my father is not in the picture. Uh, well, this is a good question. Uh, one that's Kaylin and I don't really think can answer because neither of us have helicopter parents, really. I mean, you just have to set boundaries, like Jane said. I think, Jared, Jared, this one is like right up your alley. Yeah, you just have to set boundaries. I mean, that's the first and foremost thing. I mean, you just have to, you kind of have to do the sandwich effect. You know, you tell your mother, listen, I love you very much. Uh, you're incredible. And then you tell her, like, butt off. Uh, you know, I am a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a wife. Uh, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm an independent person. Uh, and then, you know, tell her like, hey, listen, I love you. I still want you to be a part of my life, but you have to give me some independence or else like I'm never going to be able to grow. So I think that's really the answer right there. You have to just like let your boundaries be known. Tell her exactly how you feel. That's not going to hurt her feelings as long as you just, you know, keep repeating the old, uh, you know, sentimental format. I don't know, Mark. You what if any? what if she's like giving what if she's like giving you advice and you like take in the advice, but then you do something else to kind of like show her that while her her advice and criticism is welcome, it's not necessarily like the end all be all, because you're still your own individual person and you're married and you guys are still going to do whatever you want, but you still appreciate their input, you know? Yeah, I guess it depends on how much she's quote unquote helicoptering her. Like, is she yeah. just constantly, uh, constantly reaching out? Is she also like belittling her? Is it Jane is like your mom belittling you and be like, don't be stupid. Don't like make dumb mistakes. I don't know. It's it's too hard. It's only, you know, like four sentences. So it's so hard to really know, especially with like a parent daughter relationship. But just let your boundaries be known. Have either you or Ashley ever had to deal with anything like that? No, I mean, Ashley's mom is pretty. I don't want to say she's definitely not overbearing, but she's like she tells us every day, like, why are we not? pregnant yet why would we not have kids uh so that's probably the only aspect that she's overbearing but i'm very lucky all our parents are you know very respectful of ashley's and i's uh independence hmm. mark what about you have you ever had but, experience with that? no not really no i my only feeling on this is that you know try to have some empathy for her look at it through her eyes where you, she you needed her for everything for so many years and now you don't anymore and that's really hard for her to let go of that but also, I think you let her give her opinion and then you do whatever you want because you and your husband made that decision. If she asks you, I told you to do that. Why did you do that? Well, I talked to my husband and this is the decision we made. I think that way you're setting boundaries and also just let her know that she's still needed by going to her for actual advice for certain things. Like there's got to be some stuff you want her opinion on. And if you go to her for that, I think she'll appreciate that. And, and maybe that'll help kind of calm things down a little bit. I agree. I think a lot of times too, it's not necessarily the fact that you do what she's uh, encouraging you to do, but the fact that you're like say, like hearing her out anyway. So, you know, like right. people just want to be heard. Right. Um, and so I think that's, a, I mean, obviously you guys know better than I would, but I think that's a big part of it too, I think. So, so yeah, I think that's, those are our emails this week, right? Or do we have any others? That is it, my friend. You know what, you guys, two, two emails is not enough. We need more emails. <laughs> I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. If we don't have five emails to answer next week, I'm going to absolutely go bananas. <laughs> um, so email us, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Ask us any type of relationship advice, maybe just questions about the show, like Molly, for instance. And next time, I'll make sure Kaylin isn't right next to me, so it's a little less awkward, but... I appreciate those because they uh, just lend themselves to a uh, better conversation. So I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Uh, what else, Jared? Do you want to say anything else before we get out of here for the week? Uh, love everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you, of course, to Kim Lee and Kevin Kreider of Bling Empire, which is now playing on Netflix. Definitely go check that out. Dean, uh, please thank Kaylin for putting some input in the emails and for listening to our entire podcast in a car. It must have been pretty brutal. It's probably better than going to Walmart, going to Walmart though. So there's that. Um, and uh, that will do it. So make sure everybody tune in next week uh, where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles.
With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.